You're listening to Discovering Multifamily, where we discuss all educational topics in commercial real estate with an emphasis on multifamily apartment investing via syndication. And now your hosts, former NFL fullback Brian Leonard and Anthony Scandariato. Hi, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of the Discovering Multifamily Podcast. I'm your host, Anthony Scandariato with Red Knight Properties. And today we have a special guest with us. Uh, he was uh, kind enough to invite me on his podcast the other week, uh, Colin Dalpit. And um, he is with Atlas Property Management. He's the owner there of, in Kansas City. Uh, he's also a contractor and a real estate investor. Um, and today, um, what we're going to talk about is how to how Colin started his property management company, why it made sense for him and how he's grown it over the years. Some, some of the tips um, that he um, has experienced over, over the years growing his company, um, how did he build his team, et cetera. So I uh, really want to thank Colin for coming on the show. Thank you for having me, Anthony, and I uh, hope that we can bring some value with this discussion and uh, maybe people can learn from some of my mistakes and uh, I can share some knowledge along the way. Sure. So tell us about your company and tell us how you got started and where yep. you're at. Yeah, absolutely. So uh, we are here in Kansas City uh, in the metropolitan area. For those of you who don't know, Kansas City straddles Kansas and Missouri. So uh, our office is in a suburb on the Missouri side, but uh, Kansas City as a whole is kind of where we're at. Uh, so you know, right now I'm co-owner of Atlas Property Management, of Atlas Construction, and I'm also a real estate investor. And, you know, the, the question is kind of how did I get to where I am? Uh, we currently manage um, 620 doors and, you know, we're staring down uh, based upon what's in our pipeline around a thousand uh, by the end of February of 21. So, you know, how did we get here? Um, I don't own all of those doors. I haven't syndicated all of those doors. Um, I got started in the industry by uh, being an investor, started with small with some smaller multifamily, some single family, that sort of thing, and started to grow my own portfolio, brought in some partners, raised a little bit of funds from some family, that sort of thing, and uh, got up to about 60 or 70 units under management uh, slash ownership. And my partners were still working their W-2 job. And I was just kind of the managing partner for the LLC, managing the properties, doing the showings, um, collecting rent. Uh, At the very beginning, I was the maintenance guy. You know, I kind of did it all. And as that grew, it started to become a pretty time-consuming process, as anybody that's on property management can understand. And so we started looking, and we, I, started thinking, well, what if, what if I started my own property management company, and I could third-party manage just enough to where I was having enough income to pay for my property manager. So I'd essentially be getting my properties managed for free, like kind of a break-even proposition, which is never really a the ideal way to start a business. I, if I were to, you know, look back on it now. Um, however, I was talking to somebody about it like, Hey, I know somebody I think that wants to sell their property management company. And they were around 400 doors at the time. So started having that discussion with that gentleman, uh, is another shop here in Kansas city. And, um, as we were going along, you know, getting kind of through LOI, um, but we didn't make the deal. Didn't get across the finish line. Moral of the story. Apparently, there's a very high fail rate in mergers and acquisitions, which I was naive to as I was getting started um, on this, that journey. But it allowed me to see the inner workings of a property management company from the financial side and a little bit on how to structure it. And I was like, I like the real estate industry. I have some connections. 
I will, I do want to pursue having my own PM company, um, you know, kind of with my initial goal in mind, but it, it really grew after that. And, uh, and we've grown, um, you know, from my 60 or 70 doors. Uh, and then, you know, I've rapidly expanded from there. Um, I'm an engineer by trade. Uh, so is my partner, Adam. We both have construction experience, both kind of civil uh, engineers. And so the next logical step for us, uh, for me, was construction. Um, I was kind of flying solo by myself. I started a construction company. It wasn't performing the way it should be, but we had a ton of opportunities between uh, value add, rehab, and maintenance. And um, kind of at the start of COVID, actually, is when a little bit before COVID hit, Adam and I were having this discussion. We're like, well, I was like, you should come join me. And so, you know, we got Atlas Construction um, up and running and he really handles the operations there and has done a great job with that. And then I focus on the property management side and we co-own uh, everything and we have very complimentary skills. And that's kind of gotten us to, to where we're at today with uh, 600 doors. And in the last six months or so, um, we've flipped our rehabbed 50 plus units. Wow, that's great. Um, yeah. So can you talk about how do you, and I, I haven't really talked to anybody about this, but how do you, everybody kind of has some idea of how to generate leads for acquisitions when they're trying to buy something, buy a property. They talk to brokers, they network, they go on LoopNet. There's so many different ways, right? They send out mailers. How do you find property management clients? <laughs> uh well, that's the trade secret right there. I can't give it all away. Uh, no, you know, I, I've had a lot of success just because of, uh, of networking. Um, I, I have not sent out mailers. I have not tried to poach existing business from other property managers. I have focused on the acquisition side. I work with brokers and I want to be the referral when a broker is going to close a fourplex, a 20 unit or a hundred unit deal. I want them to say, you need to talk to Atlas and sure. have them in your pocket as we're starting to evaluate properties. Sure. That makes sense. Mm -hmm. So talk about your team. So how, your team, you have the, the two partners, the two of you. Um, yeah. So how does each property work? Uh, you know, what's the lowest amount of units will you take? What's the maximum amount of units would you take under one roof? Um, mm -hmm. Talk to us about that. And, and I guess from, you know, if it, if you would take a fourplex, how is that staffed differently than a 200 unit complex? Yeah, that's, that's a great question. So we currently have everything from single family houses on up, right? So single family house, duplex, fourplex, 10, 16, 20, 50. Uh, we're getting ready to bring on 171 units in January um, on one complex. So how, how are those staffed differently? Um, In-house, in the office, uh, we have... Um, three property managers. So they will get assigned to uh, a different property, right? So you are working with this owner, you're working with this geographic area, fill in the blank there. Um, so, you know, the owner and that property manager then have the, the daily relationship. Um, the 171 units, we are going to have somebody on site there and they're going to have the on-site office and they will be, that, that'll be the on-site staff and they'll, they'll manage that whole complex there. Additionally, we have another um, PM that's offsite in a, in a part of town uh, where there's a lot of voucher tenants and she's on a, a building that's about 40 units, uh, but there's a number of other buildings that we have within two miles of there. And so she just kind of handles all of those 
just strictly voucher tenants. She's kind of just our expert with that niche in that, that part of town. And uh, we're getting ready to bring on another hundred units in that area in February. So, you know, it's been good to have her plugged in in that area and that kind of be her specialty there. Um, in addition to that, for all of our non-voucher tenants, uh, we have a leasing agent. So she's commission-based and she shows all the properties, prepares all the leases, does the background checks, employment verification, landlord verification, et cetera, um, and then does the move-in inspections. We also have a maintenance coordinator that handles all incoming maintenance tasks, whether they're coming in through the phone or they're coming in on our property management software. And then from there, um, he manages a team of seven maintenance technicians below him. Got it. And how does the accounting work? Uh, so we also do have one more office staff uh, and an admin, office administrator. Uh, so, and we have a supporting uh, third-party uh, CPA accounting firm, uh, bookkeeping firm that handles all of that. So um, our maintenance guys track their hours. Um, they track, you know, the hours and then they buy stuff at Home Depot, the purchase order, they put the address on there. So once a week, our, our accounting staff, they are correlating all the, the hours that went to an address as well as any materials purchases to create maintenance invoices. Those get then get reviewed internally for accuracy, sent back if they need to have anything updated on them. And then our office administrator puts those all into our PM software. Mm. So um, the owners can see the, you know, see those invoices on their P&L statements. Additionally, they can go in through the property management software, click on those, and then bring up a copy of the invoice. And Got then, it. but then monthly we're printing off the P&L statement, say you got a thousand dollars in, um, in income, less our property management fee, less $200 in expenses, right? For repairing a faucet, let's say, okay, here's your money. Got it. Can you talk about the, you say you manage single family homes. Can you talk about what a property management company would would charge um, with a single family home versus a 140 units on a percentage of effective gross income basis? Mm-hmm. So there's a couple different ways that that gets structured. That's a really good question. So uh, there's another PM out in San Diego that I really respect. He's got a great podcast. I, I've had some phone conversations with him. Uh, he runs Good Life Property Management and they're in San Diego. So that's a much different market than Kansas City in terms of rent. So they say, we're going to charge you a percentage, eight or 9% up to $250 per month with rent, right? So because their rents are so high, that percentage starts to grow so much. Uh, So, you know, you could have a $3,000 per month house. And if you're at eight to 10%, you're going to be you know, 240 to $300 a month in management fees on that property. So, you know, they'll cap it at 250 or something like that. Um, here, single family home market rate generally is going to be between eight and 10% of, of gross incomes received. So we chose to do 9%, um, you know, based upon average rents and overhead, et cetera. Uh, and the level of service we provide, we think that's a, that's a fair rate. Um, once you exceed 10 units under one ownership or one location, uh, we'll drop that a percentage point just based upon scale that you have with us. So, Got it. so if we, even for a hundred unit building, it would be 8% or so? Would it be like uh, five? Once five? we get up to that scale, it's really going to depend on the quality of the asset and what your goals are and, you know, 
we also have some other levers that we can push and pull, including leasing fees, release fees. Do we have somebody on site? Do we not have somebody on site? Um, you know, once we get somebody on site, it becomes a little bit different of a pricing um, proposition there. Uh, some of them, you know, uh, you see other estimates that come through. It's like, hey, you're going to pay personnel plus 4% or personnel costs plus 6%. Everything gets charged back to the owner. So there's different ways that you can structure it uh, for whatever's best for the PM as well as whatever's best for the owner. Got it. Okay. So in your structure, is it typically the, the eight to 10, let's just say mm-hmm. hypothetically plus personnel or? Uh, no, I generally don't charge the personnel amount. Right. Um, I find that a percentage fee, um, a, that incentivizes us to perform better. We've got skin in the game because we're not making money if you're not making money because it's on rents collected. And then we charge a leasing fee on top of that uh, per executed lease. Generally, those two, that pricing model from what I've seen on other propositions I've seen comparing, you know, uh, you know what other PM companies have offered for the same property. Uh, ours seems to come in a little bit lower and I feel like it's a very fair price for, you know, what we're, what we're getting and what we're giving. Sure. Especially if personnel is included in that. That's yeah. That's yeah, big, exactly. Big mm-hmm. difference. Um, yeah. Okay. So how do you, let's talk about the leasing for a second. Mm-hmm. Um, how do you, you said you typically pay, you have a, someone on, you know, maybe a couple of people on staff that, that help mm-hmm. with leasing on a commission basis. Mm-hmm. So are they taking one month's rent? Like how, how do you structure that? Are you paying that? Or is the tenant paying that? How does that uh, work? So out here, that's, that's paid by the owner actually. So we are withholding that from the first month's rents distribution. So uh, depending on your unit count, we charge between 50 and 75% of first month's rent for a lease up fee. And then our leasing agent gets paid um, a, a portion of that. Got it. Okay. And again, that's all included in the eight to 10%. Uh, no, the, the, so the lease up fee is separate from the eight to 10%, right? So separate. Okay. Yeah. But so we're like, you know, we'll be at 8% or 9% for this property with a 75% lease up fee okay. on the first month's rent whenever we lease a new unit. Um, whenever. So do you compensate renewals or just new leases? Uh, we do renewals as well. Uh, we'll do a 25% on renewals. Um, if somebody doesn't like the 25%, we'll work with them and, and put in a flat fee possibly in place as well. That's, an, that's another option. Mm-hmm. And that leasing agent are they working for atlas technically mm-hmm. or are they an independent uh, contractor they're technically an independent contractor uh are ours the way it's currently set up she's 1099 um but she's she she is uh she's a machine uh she's working six or seven days a week and we're the only company she's doing it for uh and That's she's, great. she's she's hustling uh you know a lot of the showings because tenants are hopefully at work during the day you know she's on weekends and after hours so right Right. Mm-hmm. Well, especially that many units, it adds up. Adds up. It does. It does add up. Uh, you know, she was with us when we were just at uh, 200 units. So she was, she saw the vision on where we were going and uh, you know, she's, she's hung in with us the whole time. So I'm very thankful for her. Excellent. Um, so how do you deal with, is everybody 1099? How do you deal with the benefits portion? That's a whole, or do you outsource the payroll? How do you? Uh, yeah. So we outsource payroll that, um, the, the guys that do our accounting, they handle that as well. They, uh, they're kind of like a fractional CFO suite, if you will. So he handles all of our backend stuff, all of our HR, all of our payroll. Um, she's 1099. 
We have a few uh, maintenance guys that are 1099 as well because they have their own kind of maintenance companies and, you know, they work for us three to four days a week, um, but they're, they're good. And then everybody else is on a, a W-2. Got it. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, and can you talk a little bit about your, you're in Kansas City, all the properties in Kansas City? All, Coming in? All, are all of your properties in, within, in, in Missouri, in Kansas City? Yeah, within the, I mean, our metro. footprint is within one hour of the Kansas City metro area. So, okay. so like the okay. University of Kansas is in Lawrence, Kansas. That's about 45 minutes away from the Kansas City metro. We'll handle that. So, you know, we'll get some of those submarkets. And um, out here, people are like, man, that's a really big footprint geographically. And it is, but time-wise, due to the fact that we have so uh, little traffic here compared to the coasts, um, it's pretty easy to travel 50 miles. Sure. And are you only dealing with multifamily and homes or are you doing any student housing? Like you just mentioned the university. Uh, We're not doing any student housing. We do have students that reside in some of our our units. Um, We're looking at one that's in downtown Kansas City that uh, a community college, we may be negotiating with them to do kind of a master lease on on a property there. Um, But right now we're not managing any student housing specific properties. That's great. So would you recommend any multifamily syndicator starting their own property management company? What kind of advice do you have for them? Uh, Really just depends on what your goals are and how involved you want to be. I mean, I know, I know where you're coming from after our discussion uh, the other day. Um, You know, if you want to have the personnel management and have, you know, skin in the game that way, um, then absolutely go for it. Um, if I were in your shoes, I would be making it a profit center for the syndication company or for the sponsorship or however, or even just for you, uh, however you want it. If, if I were in your shoes, I'd be making it, making it a profit center so that it's standing on its own two feet. Um, you know, but if you don't want to be involved with the minutia and the legal issues that go with property management, then, you know, maybe it's best just to turn it over to a third party that you trust. Uh, it's really case by case basis. Um, you know, we've had out of state guys that have managed up out of state and then they come to us and like, I can't do this anymore. Like I, I'm, d- I'm done with this. Or even people that were in state, they're like, I don't want, I don't want to mess with this anymore. I'm, I'm tired of it. Can you just take this over? And we're like, yeah, absolutely. You got it. No worries. And, uh, you know, but I know some people that, um, that self-manage their own portfolios or, you know, they'll buy a 50, 100, 150 unit complex. And they'll have somebody on site and that person reports directly to the sponsorship group. And they know that's, that's how they handle that. And mm-hmm. a lot of, uh, out here at least, a lot of LIHTC developers, low-income housing tax credits, uh, they'll keep that in-house because it's the accounting so complicated as well. Sure. No, that makes a lot they, of sense. They couldn't afford to pay a third-party property manager because of how much market would be on all the staff. Sure. No, 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 absolutely. It makes a lot of sense. Um, so Colin, how can, as we wrap down the show, um, how can people find you, reach out to you, learn more about you guys? Yeah, absolutely. So our website's www.atlas.rentals or look me up on LinkedIn, Colin Douthit, um, all over there trying to put out some good content for people that want to know about investing or the property management world as we try to uh, make uh, property management, management a, a better game out here. Awesome. Well, I'd encourage my audience to reach out to Colin uh, if you're interested in learning more or interested about you know, property management in general or Kansas City in general. Um, be a great resource uh, to reach out to. And if you liked what you saw, if you could please give us a, 
uh, a rating and review on iTunes. It really helps uh, Colin and I get our message out to a greater audience. That's just how iTunes ranks the podcast. So we really appreciate that. And Colin, uh, thank you again for coming on our show. We'd love to have you on again in the future when you're at 2,000 units. <laughs> Be glad to share with it. Thanks for having me, Anthony. Thank you.